0: Coming up on today's edition of the Retirement Roadmap, it's the end of the year, or at least we're approaching it. Uh, So what kind of financial planning moves should you make as we approach the final parts of 2023? Well, We're going to talk about that on today's show and get you all set for the end of year and uh, wrapping things up here on the Retirement Roadmap. So stay tuned. Let's get to it. It's time for the Retirement Roadmap podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap with Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt, and we've got a great show on the way for you today. Our main topic of the day is going to be diving into what you should be thinking about as we approach the end of the year from a financial planning standpoint. So instead of waiting till January to have a bunch of New Year's resolutions and those kinds of things, let's go ahead and take care of a few key issues before 2023 wraps up. So we're going to explore some of the nuances of optimizing your portfolio and safeguarding assets and making sure you've got a stable and uh, good financial plan in place to end the year and set yourself up for success In the year ahead, Glenn, I can't believe we're already talking about the end of 2023, but hey, here we are.
1: (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it, Walter?
0: It's just like, I mean,
1: time is just flying by.
0: Yeah, it does fly by all the time, and uh, that's why we need to get on the ball and make some of these tweaks, adjustments, changes, or at least just look into them to make sure that we're on the right path. So we've got a couple of different areas that we'll cover today as we kind of have this comprehensive look at a financial plan and what needs to be accounted for at the end of the year. So Glenn, our first category here for us to dive into will be just general planning and investment strategies. What is there to look at just from this kind of overall view um, from a a savings investing uh, portfolio standpoint?
1: Well, I mean, Walter, it's, it's always a good time at the end of the year to just kind of just kind of take stock, so to speak, right? I mean, just kind of you know, evaluate where you are. You have the right allocations in place. Um, you know, are you in the accumulation phase? Or are you transitioning into retirement? Are you already in retirement? You know, uh, we've talked a lot in, in, in past shows about you know retirement diversification. If you are in retirement and what that might mean, and, and so forth, and just just kind of making sure that you're you're in the you're in the right place and evaluating you know do you have the right amount of risk you know and, and you know and, and the right amount of stability in your portfolio and the mix of where you are in life. And, um, you know, and it's like, you know, sometimes things get a little bit out of balance, you know, and and uh, and uh, it's always a good idea to just kind of come back and, you know, and, and and reevaluate. And it's just like, you know, where are you? You know, are you are you in the sweet spot, so to speak? You know, are are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? And is your plan, you know, um, you know performing the way you you need for it to? And that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's like if the markets are in challenging times. Which we, we kind of find ourselves there at this point, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's like oh well now I've got to change everything. It just means that it's like you know is your plan is your plan designed to be able to withstand that? And um, you know and if if there's too much risk, then obviously that that that's something that you that you got to evaluate. You certainly want to try to do it in beforehand, but but you but you, you know kind of take the pulse and see, you know see where you are and you know kind of an, a a good test for it, Walter, is, is you know, are, are you able to sleep well at night, right?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's a great test for a lot of these things, right? Any of these investment decisions. So if we're looking at, um, you know, what, what are some of the specific things that we can do when it comes to maybe that end of year investment strategy standpoint?
1: right well i mean i think we're going to get into some of those in addition to you know but i mean one of the big things if you're still working obviously is is that you can kind of make make sure that you're that you're you know your contributions into your into your retirement plans whether it be like a 401k or 403b at work or your iras or you know the the different vehicles that you're using making sure that you're you know that you're taking advantage of Putting enough money away for your retirement, you know, and the, that might mean maxing out some contributions if you haven't already done so. You know, particularly if you feel like you're behind and you and you're trying to catch up. I mean, it's just making sure that you're on you know you're on track because you know you you don't have a you know a lot of these a lot of the retirement plans, particularly the qualified plans. You know, there's certain limitations as to how much you can put in, you know, each each year, and so you just want to make sure that, you know, that you're following your plan and you're getting the right amount put away, you know, based upon, you know, how you have it, how you have it planned out, you know, have you, have you deviated off of that and do you, do you need to, you know, catch up or slow down or, you know, where, where are you with how, with how you're getting the money set aside for, you know, for retirement, you know, also kind of looking into your, you know, your portfolio, like we were just saying, is this, you know, taking, you know, an evaluation of, of, you know, how much risk do you have on and is it, is it appropriate? mm <laughs> And you know, hopefully, you know, by by now, after after listening to us, you know, for for probably years, for a lot of you guys out there. Um, but just kind of knowing that, you know, that you that you've got you've got the right balance, and and you're and you're and you've got a plan that's uh built to you know last the test of time, and uh you know and and if you and if you're overexposed, you know you'll 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 start to kind of feel it, I think, and you know and 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 just a sense of that, and you you want to really just kind of check in, and if you and if you've been meeting with your advisor on a a regular basis, that should already be taken care of. If you feel like, you know, hey, you just need need to check in, probably give a call, you know, and just make make sure that that everything is where it needs to be. And, you know, if you need to get
0: together with your advisor, you know, certainly try to schedule some time. Yeah, very good. All right. So that's the uh, advice that we have for you at the end of the year for just general planning and investment strategies. We'll get into more specific categories starting now. So let's focus on taxes. What is there to look at from a tax standpoint at the end of the year?
1: Right. Well, I mean, Walter, there's, you know, there's a number of things, um, you want to be kind of looking at, you know, if you, if you've got, if you've got accounts that are outside of retirement accounts that are, that are subject to, you know, capital gains and, and, you know, and that type of thing, you know, just a regular brokerage account. When you look at, when you look at what's going on in the marketplace, you know, and you might have, you might have some gains that are there, maybe have some losses that are there that have not yet been realized. And you look at your overall, um, planning you know for you know for the year you may want to you know talk to your tax preparer your tax planner about you know what is it a good time to possibly you know harvest some of those gains or possibly harvest some of those losses and that might sound kind of weird but it's strategically you know making decisions about you know what do you want to keep in your portfolio and you know when is the when is the right time to you know make those adjustments particularly if it's outside of a retirement account because whenever there's transactions there it you know it can and it can be a taxable event and, and you want to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. You don't necessarily do all of that planning just because of taxes, but you know, but 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 that certainly should be a, a you know contributing factor in, in some of those decisions and those types of accounts. You also have you know your required minimum distributions. You know, have you know are you are you of age that you're needing to take you know take those required minimum distributions and and, and if so, are you taking them? have you have you you know gotten all the money out of out of that account that you need to have out of that account by you know by the end of the year. And you know and you don't want to wait up until the last minute because you know most investment houses or you know or or custodians, you know, and advisory firms, they have they have, you know, typically they're gonna have a deadline as to when you have to have you know that that paperwork in because they don't want to try to be processing things, you know, on December the thirty first to try to get it in for the you know for the year. So you wanna be aware of that. Um, additionally, you know if there's uh, if there's a you know reason to possibly consider a Roth conversion. Right, I mean that's that's something that that I'm in the midst of right now with a, with a number of clients that we're you know we're we're you know, we're making sure that we're that we're in the place that we want to be and, and you know in doing the conversions that we're that we're planning on and you know making sure that we're we're taking advantage of the tax brackets and and um you know and 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 that type of thing and just making sure that um you know that that's coordinated with the, you know with the tax preparer you know again it's we what we call uh, you know tax aware planning you know just making sure that you know that you're, that you you know, you have your portfolio positioned so that it's going to serve you through time, and you want it to be as efficient as you can be, you know, particularly when it comes to taxes, you know, as, as well as other things. But, but certainly at the end of the year is is, you know, is just kind of your last chance to to make make adjustments, if you know, if you will, with you know, with knowing that the the you know what what you do is oftentimes going to show up on your tax return, and, and you want to have that coordinated with with other things that are going to be happening in that tax year.
0: Great points there, Glenn. So that's definitely a lot to consider at the end of the year. Taxes certainly seems like beginning of the year, end of the year, definitely time to make taxes your focus and and have that at least high in your priority list. Uh, But the list doesn't stop there. We've got other things to consider. So end of year financial planning for 2023 would also include taking a look at insurance and health care planning items. Uh, What specifically comes to mind for you here, Glenn?
1: Well, I mean, Walter, we're here in those open enrollment times, right? For both um, for both, you know, Medicare as well as you know, if you're in the under 65 um, um, age market, there's open enrollment periods. Um, you know, and, and that's something where you 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 want to always be aware of of what is out there and just kind of making sure that you have the right plan for where you are right now. Um, you know, if if your plan has changed um, in the last year or so, you know that's typically if you're if you're in the if you're in a retirement healthcare market, in terms of the you know the the Medicare Advantage plans, they they oftentimes you know will change you know from year to year, or at least they can. Right, and so you want to make sure that you know that if if you're if that's the type of plan that you have, or you or you want to consider, if you don't have a plan at this point, making sure that um, that that's you know in place, you have the right you know insurance advisor or agent. You know, is are they independent? Are they going to be able to look at your particular situation and and uh, and advise you about what's in the marketplace and you know and help help guide you to the right decisions? You know, that are that are based on your circumstances, not just a you know one size fits all. You know. Also, you know, it's again when we're talking about you know health and and you know insurance. You know, we also have to think in terms of make sure you're you're you know you're checking all the boxes and you know do you have something in place for the you know for the potential risk of long-term care expenses. You know, this is not really an open enrollment per se, but at the same time, you know there there are there are certain things that you might want to be thinking about in terms of you know end of year and age and you know and and different things that that may or may not be deductibles. You know whether you know there are deductible items depending upon whether or not you know maybe you're if you if you have your own business or you know that type of thing there are certain situations where certain things can have some some deductibility and maybe you want to think about you know trying to take advantage of that before the end of the year you know comes in but again, that's just, you know you want to you want to make sure that you have somebody who's independent, you know, and oftentimes you know when it when it comes to when it comes to that you know, that long term care and and different things like that, you know, it, it, that can also be uh, that, you know depending upon your financial advisor, that you know that's certainly something that that a lot of advisors will will you know will do themselves, and at the very least, you know, want to coordinate. If they don't do that, then you know then then ask yourself is, you know, do you do you want an advisor that that kind of is able, you know, is is doing multiple things for you and, and so that they're coordinated. And, you know and, and if you've got multiple advisors just making sure that they're that they're on the same page because it's like you know you, you want to make sure that if you're in that position that the right hand and the left hand knows what the other is doing and and so that you don't have unintended consequences just because you know there was one 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 side did not know what the other what the other folks were doing and and you either got over covered or undercovered you know, if you will when it comes to insurance
0: all good points on that category insurance and health care planning some good things to think about there what about the income and life style uh, portion of the equation is this where we need to start doing budgeting and that sort of thing
1: well i mean it's i mean typically i mean you ought to you ought to have something in place in terms of income planning and budgeting and kind of just like in looking at your overall you know your, your overall spending you know um you know plan right and and you know whether you're in retirement or whether you're whether you're in the accumulation phase or wherever you are in life i mean you know, I, I'm I'm not a big advocate of just you know of of just absolutely living and dying by a budget and you know down to the to the last penny, um, because then that, then it becomes something that it becomes arduous and most people want to stop doing it and then it then it stops working if you're not if you're not really actively you know monitoring it, but you know you you want to just you know always kind of just take a step back, make sure if you're in a transition phase or you're you know maybe maybe you're looking at hey I'm going to be retiring soon or maybe your spouse is you know is is going to you know what about when are you going to activate Social Security or or you know or or have a pension you know start or you know different different things maybe you have some annuities you know that 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 you've deferred you know and, and you're and you're planning on on activating them for you know for you know an income stream you know or your own personal pension so to speak you know the, all of those things are going to go into that mix as to where are you? What what is your income source? You know, or sources, and you know when what do you need to have the lifestyle that that you that you know that you want to maintain? And you know, like I say, it depends upon where you are in life. But you know, oftentimes, you know, I'm I'm talking to folks that are in the transition from you know from the accumulation phase and the working years into into retirement. So it's a, it's a it's a conversation that we tend to have. And, you know, when we're sitting down, you know, initially, but also, you know, on an ongoing basis, you know, when we sit down for, you know, for reviews and, you know, from time to time, it's just like, you know, you know, tell me about what's going on. What's new? You know, is there anything, you know, that I need to know about that has changed in the circumstances? You know, and that certainly includes, you know, you know, income or maybe some large expense that's come down the road that we need to, you know, we need to determine, you know, how is it going to be the best way to pay for that? That's outside of the normal, you know, monthly cash flow situation so it's you know it's it's something walter that you know i mean it's going to those things are going to happen you know throughout the year but it's always a good idea to just kind of you know it just kind of the house cleaning if you will you know towards the end of the year making sure that you know everything is you're dotting your i's and you're crossing your t's if you will
0: it's a big one to definitely think about there all right let's talk about real estate and relocation why is the end of the year a good time to just sort of check in on how we feel about those things
1: well, Walter, you know, I mean, it's again, just you know, it's kind of a natural time to you know, to kind of be taking a look at you know where you are and, and so forth, right? I mean, as you as you come in, a lot of people. Think in terms of end of the year planning, or or you know first of the year, you know New Year's resolutions, and you know it, most people somewhere in December January time frame you really start you know, evaluating that, you know, and and um, you know particularly you know with real estate and you know and relocation, and you know you're you gonna are you one who's retiring? Um, are you wanting to maybe you know possibly downsize or maybe move to a different location? Or different type of you know maybe maybe you don't want to have the have to deal with you know keeping up with a yard and whatnot and you but you still want to maintain your own house or maybe you want to do something else. There's lots of different things that are that, that play into that. And also you know of course now with with mortgage rates having gone all over the place and and the real estate markets you know being you know on fire for the last couple of years. There's a lot of variations of what's going on out there and t- when it comes to real estate. And even if you're not in the situation where you think you're wanting to relocate or make a change it's probably not a bad idea to you know to maybe check in if you think that something like that is going to be you know coming down the down the road here in the in the next you know six months or a year or in the next couple of years because you know there's been a lot of changes in the marketplace and you want to kind of have in the back of your mind of you know what you know what you you might want to be starting to plan for and make adjustments for and those kinds of things and maybe it comes to the forefront depending upon you know how soon but but even if you're planning on sticking where you are it's it's still a good idea to just kind of know know what the current marketplace is like you know because it's it it's not it's not what the way it was a few years ago and and it was it was it was relatively you know you know stable you know at least in you know in our marketplace here in you know in central North Carolina but then in the last couple of years that, you know, we've had, you know, we've had, you know, you know, increases in you know, in housing prices. And, you know, of course, every all across the country is, is I think, seen a lot of that as well as the, you know, the change in interest rates and what mortgages will, you know, would cost on a monthly basis. So it's really changed the dynamics quite a bit. And that's something that, that folks may want to consider, you know, in looking at that. Uh, you know. Also, we've talked in in the past sometimes, Walter, of you know of uh, of reverse mortgages. You know, and again, it's a, it's something that it's it's a tool in, that's that's possibly you know in the toolbox that that you may want to either use or at the very least, you really want to understand how they work, so that you know you can make an evaluation as to whether or not that that's the right thing for you or or not. You know, and it's it's not for everybody, but it can be a very useful thing for folks to consider. And with with the interest rates being as they are, you know, the the way that certain um, reverse mortgages work. If you have a line of credit and you know that, and you have a lot of equity, you know, you can actually have your line of credit and the money that you have access to growing very, very rapidly with higher interest rates. So it, it becomes a really interesting thing for, for folks to consider and, and again, evaluate and at least understand what they, you know, what's, what's out there. It's really an interesting thing. And I've seen a, a number of clients and and, and, and other folks that have come in in the office and we've, we've had more real estate conversations about all these different topics. You know, in the last year or two, than then we've had in a you know in a long time. It's 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 things that are you know are on people's minds, and you, and you want to make sure that you're educated about what's you know where you stand and and what you think you might be wanting to do.
0: Definitely interesting that you're hearing more and more conversations about real estate and those kinds of considerations from folks as they get into retirement. I would imagine another area that's on the rise in terms of the amount of conversation it takes up in uh, in your meetings with folks is when it comes to technology. And so let's lump that into our end-of-the-year planning questions list here, Glenn. What about technology uh, often bubbles up this time of year when you discuss things with people?
1: Well, Walter, you know, I mean, <laughs> I think everybody has a love-hate relationship with with technology, right? It's just like there's wonderful things about it, and then there's all, some things that are just just a pain, right? And you know, and 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 it's just like things are seeming like they they've, they're always moving quickly and changing, you know, rapidly. But you know, the 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 further we go down the road, it, it seems to you know accelerate even more. And of course, one of the major things that's out there is you know we're just seeing so many you know so many you know fraudulent things and scams and you know the you know the cybersecurity and. You know, and you know, yet everybody is you know is accessing you know a lot of accounts and you know you know online, and so you want to be thinking about you know you know are your passwords secure? Are you changing them on a regular basis? You know all of those types of things. You know, are you monitoring your you know your you know your credit you know and your credit score? And you know there you know one of the things that you can possibly do is there's services out there that will help you do that. There's other ways of just basically locking your credit down and basically doing what's called a a credit freeze and then if you know and then if you needed to borrow money for some reason may then you you just do a temporary you open it up for a few days you know Take care of what you want to take care of. Maybe it's buying a car or doing something else, and you know, and or possibly if you're going to maybe refinance or or buy another house or something like that. But then you know, and then and then then lock it back down. There's 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 uh, there's so much information out there that, that that is accessible to you know to folks that, and that's a good thing. But it's also a, it's also a kind of a scary thing in that it's like you know if you can access it, then you know if if it's not if it's not secured right. Then, you know, people with, uh, you know, with with bad intentions, you know, if they get a hold of your information, that, that that's not a, that's never a good scenario. So you just got to be you know, you got to be careful and make sure that you're that you're you know, taking, you know, doing all your updates and security updates on your computer, on your phone and and all those kinds of things. And you know, again, changing those passwords and making sure that, you know, that you that you're secure and all the transactions and things that you do online.
0: Last but not least, Glenn. End of the year. What are some of the things that we should be on the lookout for uh, in terms of wealth building considerations, or even into the estate planning realm? Sort of that looking into the future part of the conversation.
1: Yeah. Well, Walter. I mean, there's we we've talked we've talked a number of times about you know generational you know planning right you know gifts you know and you know and, and you know making sure that your beneficiary forms are in order you know making sure that you know you that you, you know you have your wills and, and or trusts in place and and. There and that they are actually doing, you know, that they're 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 current and that they do what you want. They're going to actually, you know, do what you want to have done, you know, if something happens to you, you know, as well as as well as you know your you know just your your not only your you know your wills and trust, but you know possibly you know you know making sure that your that your you know your powers of attorney and all of those types of you know documents are in place. If there's certain things that you want to make sure that you do for kids and grandkids. You know, you again. You want to be you know tax aware in your planning. You want to be making sure that you know that you're that you're doing things that you know and and coordinating with you know with your tax advisor and your financial advisor and and probably your legal legal advice as well. And making sure that everybody's on the same page, that everything's you know working in you know in in harmony. And it's it's not uh, you know you don't have a, a situation where you know the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing. And this plan over here is really is really a good plan. However, if it's not coordinated with the other plan that you know that it might be you know they might be counteracting one another so you really want to be thinking about you know you know making sure that you know all of what you're wanting to have done is is actually going to you know be accomplished with the with the way you're putting your plans together that also goes for you know you know money that may go to you know charity i mean there's a number of folks that i work with you know who are very charitable you know, charitable inclined, and. And they, um, you know, and they want to make sure that, that, that they that they do things, you know, for you know for different um, for different charities or their church or whatnot. And then, then it's a matter of you know looking at what assets do you have. What are the what are the most likely things to, you know to have go there? You know, in terms of the, you know, the tax consequences. You know, different assets are going to have different tax consequences when they transfer. So you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot of considerations there, Walter, that you want to be again making sure that you're dotting your eyes and crossing your t's.
0: Well, very good, Glenn. Thank you for all the help on our end-of-year financial planning checklist for 2023. Uh, A great breakdown of lots of things to check in on, be thinking about. Hopefully this inspires some listeners to uh, address some maybe gaps in their planning if we uncovered a little bit of that as we were talking today and uh, give them some great direction to, uh, and actionable, actionable steps uh, to tackle before the end of the year. Well, if you have questions for Glenn Mosseller, feel free to reach out and have a conversation about what you can do uh, to improve your situation and, and go through a complimentary review of your financial plan. You can call Glenn at 336-291-3535. Three three six two nine one thirty five thirty five, or go online to RoadmapFinancial.com. That's RoadmapFinancial.com. Glenn, thanks for all the help today, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. All right, Walter. Take care now. All right, you as well. That's Glenn. I'm Walter. We'll see you next time right back here on The Retirement Roadmap.